Blog Talk Radio. The New African Broadcast speaks to the free-thinking movement that we see emerging in the minds of today's black youth of America. African youths must be re-educated to the scientific reasoning found in natural law if this movement is to reach its full potential. Inshallah, the African American will break free of non-scientific and tribal thinking paradigms that fail to counter immoral behavior as well as limit solid economic progress in African American communities. Assalamu alaikum. Take the chains off me In this modern day slave offering I'm just trying to be free I love life, I'm just trying to be me And I don't really care what society says Cause if I left it up to them, I'd probably be dead But no, I feel the blood pumping through my veins Like, the people need to stop and get some things right Let's get back to the family I don't like the news, but the news talk tragedy and politics Red and blue, two sides with the gang of you Make a vote for it, make a song that can maybe grab a quote from it Don't let the revolution leaders never run from it Pick my mind and see what comes from it Find King standing in the heat like the bus coming And I don't need luck, I've been blessed from the most time Trying to go more time Cause the people say they want it But the people never realize the rain till it's storming What's up? A uh, brother, you take in the ghetto, you find a whole lot of crime. I can understand. Hey, I know what it means. That's one thing the educators and the politicians and the establishment gotta remember. Now, brother, please, y'all. I'm ready for it, my focus up. My fist in the ass, so they know it's us. Young black leaders, new Africans, they can't rap trash, it's a new packaging. And try to sell it to me. You cool loud in the streets with a college degree. I work for it. Ain't nobody got it from me. I can give you my reality, won't sell you a dream. I'm solo to the donor, couldn't sell you a team. But I practice what I preach, I can sell a belief. Cream rise to the top, bulls set up beneath. Before you jump out the block, first set of your feet, and run for it. If you want it, you should go for it. Break the reverse, only go for it. Pray for it till you're so sure you walk on faith, blindfolded by the boat shore. Uh, Stevie Wonder to my worst critic. Seemed like another leaping when I first did it. Worked all night, no sleep, put the bread on the table and the shoes on my feet. I'm so the definition of the definition. Now time I got some recognition. And I told him to take the chains off of me. In this modern day slave off of me. So you got to have mind power to deal with salvation. And that's what we're dealing with. See, we can't go back to the biblical story of two loaves of bread. Or two little fishes, five loaves of bread. Two little fishes, yeah. You know what? You can't eat dust. You know what? You can't eat. You know what? You can't eat dust. You know what? You can't eat. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalameen. 
wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu peace and blessings upon prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon his descendants and upon all the prophets from adam to muhammad now my radio audience with the greetings from the quran and arabic language Assalamu alaikum. Tonight we're going to continue our series from Inside Looking Out Black Muslim to Muslim American 1956 to present. This is part 7 in the series. We may finish tonight, I'm not sure. We're waiting on Imam Muhammad Sadiq. He's been our special guest here on a new African for the past I would say 2 weeks. Imam Muhammad Sadiq has been a practicing Muslim here in America for over 60 years, coming into the nation of Islam in the early 1950s, and even being exposed to some of the teachings of al-Islam even at the age, early age of five years old. Imam Muhammad Sadiq has given us much clear insight into the history of the nation of Islam, his inner working much understanding on the teachings from uh, the late Elijah Muhammad. Also, he's given us information on Professor Farah Muhammad. He's given a lot of insight on the life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh, how the Nation of Islam really, uh, I guess we should say, is everyday uh, workings, how it actually functioned. He was a part of that. In the 50s and 60s and 70s, that's really where I think he told us where you really see the old nation of Islam is real true activities and some of the outstanding work and outstanding successes that they achieve in business and also on the community level. So Imam Muhammad Sadiq is going to continue his uh, look look at the nation of Islam and which has now become the Muslim American community of Islam here in the United States under the leadership of the late Imam Warfare Dean Muhammad. He's also given us a lot of information on Imam Muhammad on the personal side of his life. And so we think this is going to be a really good conclusion on what we've already heard so far, kind of tie everything together and kind of give us a picture of where the Muslim-American community here, and when I say Muslim-American community, I mean the African-American community, the position of the community right now, and some possible forecasts for the future. I'd like to now bring on uh, my co-host on this uh, show here for this series, Brother Yassin Shahid. I'm going to bring you on right now. I'm giving you the greetings of peace in the Quran and Arabic language. As-salamu alaykum, Brother Shahid. Welcome back to the show as a co-host. Wa alaykum as-salam. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You have anything to, I guess, reiterate on what I've already said as we wait on uh, Imam Muhammad Sadiq <clears throat> to come on the show? Um, what I like to say is, um, I learned a lot in the past couple of shows, and one thing is that I'm looking at the the works of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and we we have to recognize, and this is. For Muslims and non-Muslims, 
we have to recognize that we have to give credit when when credit is due. What Elijah Muhammad has done was astounding. And I'm really looking at it as a, a businessman because I am a businessman. And what the nation has done in business and what Elijah Muhammad has set out, ain't no black man in America today has done what Elijah Muhammad's done in business, in business. You know, you got guys out here, they go, you know, like these rappers or these big old movie stars, they go get a little chicken shack, they go get a little hair salon, uh, get like a, a clothes designer, get some clothes, but I'm talking about some real business that's going to benefit the people. You know, looking at importing the fish, they importing the fish, they're transporting it on a refrigerated refrigerated truck, then taking the fish and storing it in the cold storage warehouse. That's logistics. Then these brothers got supermarkets. So if you got supermarkets, that means you got to have produce. You got to have uh, the connections with the slaughter plants. These brothers got bakeries. These brothers getting news uh, uh, have their own newspaper. That's, I mean, <laughs> if you really look at it, if if Allah blessed to have him live in the next, uh, have him live within fifteen twenty more years, I'm pretty sure them brothers. Probably could have tapped in the oil and gas industry. <laughs> so I'm looking at it as a, a businessman. You know, that's one thing I'm very, you know, uh, shocked. You know, just looking at what he has done. You know, it's it's very amazing. Uh, and that's one of the I'm actually inspired. So that right there is very and you know, and for non-Muslims, we all can look up to this. And you know, and learn and build. This ain't just for, you know. This is uh, I'm looking at it as a, it's history. It's history. We know we're not gonna. The information that we're learning from these shows, you're not gonna find this in no school textbook, right? That's right. Because in the history classes, what they teach us, Frederick Douglass. They don't even talk about Malcolm. They talk about Martin Luther King. They talk about Harriet Tubman. You know, and a couple other few African Americans and they a little bit of their success and don't really even talk about much of their success. They give you bits and pieces. So mm-hmm. this information that we're learning from uh Imam Muhammad Sadiq, um that's you know, I'm very excited. Um, you know, we have to take that. We have to take and learn. Very excited. I really appreciate him coming on the show, giving us very detailed, very detailed information. So, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Well, again, uh, this is a new African. We have uh, a series in part that we've been uh, running on the show for the last couple of weeks called 
From Inside Looking Out, Black Muslims and Muslim America in 1956 to present. We're waiting on Imam Muhammad Sadiq to come on the show. He's basically been, uh, you know, taking this concept and this idea, this title, and, and basically expounding on it and expanding it and really giving us a clear picture of the African-American Muslim experience for the last 60 years here in the United States. But I want to go back to what you said, Brother Shaheed, about business, and, and you were saying you were impressed with the business of uh, Elijah Muhammad. What do you think is the problem with uh, individuals or groups uh, in terms of, and when I say problems, I mean in terms of the African-American community, because we do have some African-American businesses. I mean, we have some, some African-American businesses that are to be pretty well established. I think you have... Uh, PDD got a company. Uh, I think uh, um, Jay Z, and uh, and then there's some other companies as well. But as a whole, what do you think is is the problem, or what do you think well, are barriers with the African American, particularly young African American, in the business arena today? When when you said P Diddy and Jay Z, I'm not too sure of all the business assets that they may have. I know I have to say that I have bought purchased some of their clothing, you know, Rockefeller, uh, what you call it, Sean John, some of their clothing. And I know they have put a lot of investments in, in sports and sports management. But, I mean, that's all I, you know, when we look at that, you know, these type of figures, Young guys, they look up to these guys. They like, man, I want to be like him. I want to be like him because he a millionaire, you know. And, and guess what? You got these brothers out there trying to be like them. And guess what they go do? Go try to do some clothes. Go try to do a little music. That's fine and dandy, but I think there's more than music and clothes. And like I said, I don't know all the business that these brothers may have. You know, I like Jay-Z. I like P. Diddy, you know, very successful black business owners from the law. We need more. But I think there's other industries that uh, us younger guys should tap into, but they're not aware of these other industries like oil and gas logistics, uh, the medical. I'm talking about more as controlling and owning. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. some of these guys, these big old superstars, they don't actually manufacture they own, they, some of their material. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, or if they do, and, and 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 if they do, I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten they ain't getting it from a brother. They ain't getting it from a brother. They getting it from an Asian, from an Asian guy, or a European guy. Which is, and I'm not doubting anybody. I mean, get it, but I think well, if we keep the dollar in and tap into more industries, it can be. Very, we can be very successful as black. I'm speaking to the African Americans. You know, we might got some non, uh, 
we got might have some different ethnic backgrounds on the uh, show, but uh, I'm just speaking to the African American because we more drawn into what's hot. What's hot? What is hot? Jay Z, LeBron James, P Diddy, Rick Ross. We look, you know, and that's fine and dandy. But guess what? When the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, when he was out and hot, guess how much impact he had on the African American community? You had the Black Panthers going out there doing positive things. I've seen some of the work that the Black Panthers, they'll go out and pass out. Uh, I don't know. I might be wrong. I know they did. They did where they they used to go out to the community and give out food. I don't yeah, know how did. many businesses. They, and I don't know how many. I don't know the actual businesses that they did, but we have to look at the influence that, you know, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad put on these guys at the time when he was up and rocking. Well, what do you think, people what looked do you up think to him. Said? People looked up to what? him. People have seen what these brothers out here, these brothers from the Nation of Islam. These brothers got nice suits. These brothers got on uh, fresh, their hygiene. You know, I think that is one of their requirements. They had to keep the hair cut, keep the face trimmed up, you know, and that's black people we more we we we're, we're drawn into that when what is what's hot we 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 get influenced and a younger person is always like that we look up some we like man we want to be I want to be like that I want to be like them brothers man them brothers looking good i seen a video when them brothers went out to DC Russell Simmons he seen some of the brothers in the FOI suits y'all going to wear y'all suits out there tomorrow Cause y'all show looking good, you know. But uh, well, that raises that raises a question though, brother Shaheen. That I mean, you're looking good, but are you doing any good? I mean, and then let's look <laughs> at it like this. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at it from a rational point of view. I mean, with all of the nice suits, because you know, I, I remember the days of the FOI. I was in the FOI, and. What I'm saying is that with all of that, you know, uh, outwardly appearance and glamour, we still got high black-on-black crime, African-Americans still robbing each other. Right. And, and you still got people breaking into houses and, and the people doing all kind of crazy things. I mean, so the reality is in the year 2020, is that enough? to turn the African-American around from his nosedive, nosedive, which seems to be a nosedive into immorality and low intelligence. Well, I, we got to have some brothers go out there in the community and, and raise the morality in these brothers, man. Let's get some brothers out there, wake these brothers up, and mm -hmm. we can wake them up Almost like how, you know, Elijah Muhammad did it. More as, you know, they can be expired with, they see a brother out there in the community, just go out there and start cleaning up. Start cleaning all the trash up. Start cleaning up the trash. Let's get 10,000 people clean up Fifth Ward. Let's get 10,000 people clean up Fifth Ward. 
let's get 10,000 people out, and you don't even have to have that much money. You can do a little business expo. You can set up some tents on a cool uh, Saturday day, set up some tents. Hey, brother, you don't got to be out here selling no drugs because you got three or four felonies. There's other ways to go around that. Hey, check this out. Did you know that you can make money just by referring a customer to a business? They got referral companies that make millions of dollars a year. How? I know because I've done it before. You can go out and make thousands of dollars just by telling somebody, go buy a car over there. And you don't even have to have a degree. You can have whatever on your record, you can do something. You know, you know, let's get some more mm-hmm. options. These brothers don't, it's the lack of information that's not out there. All they see is drugs. They see is uh, 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 pretty much they still putting their hand out, waiting for something, waiting for something to fall from the sky. And, you know, as, as Muslims, ain't nobody coming back for us. But the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, what he did 1,400 years ago, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And that's why he said, I leave you this Quran and this Sunnah. That's it. So ain't nobody finna come back and handle your affairs. Right. So, you, you raise, a, you raise a, a very interesting point because if you study the history of pre-Islam in uh, the Arabian desert where you basically had the nomads, and the Edwins in that area, and there was essentially Christians and Jews and uh, Zoroasters, uh, disbelievers, uh, infidels. You know, you had the whole nine yards. That um, and all of that, and the ignorance. In fact, it was the the, the history says the time was so ignorant and backwards that they named those people. The comp term for those people was Jahiliya meaning ignorant people. Now here he had right. Prophet Muhammad, you know, it wasn't it wasn't it was he was only one Muslim. He didn't have an FOI. He didn't have any headquarters. He didn't have a big temple. And all he had was the Quran and then less than twenty years, a twenty year period, the whole of Arabia became under Islam. And it started with one one man. So uh when you think about that, you have to flash back on what I flash back on what you know Muhammad says. Do you do you really need an FOI? Do all you if you just come with the truth and sound argument, that's enough to resurrect a whole society. And right. So, it asks, so I ask the question again. You know what the honorable Elijah Muhammad did at the time in the 50s, the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, and recall, you know, the the pagan Arabs, the ignorant Arabs were far worse than the ignorant African-American people in the 30s and 40s and 50s. So you try to tell me that the same thing can't be done in America as is done over there, if just taking people, the pure knowledge, straight knowledge, you don't have to carry any catechism and mysticism and and spookyism and magic. You know, I'm the original man. How did you come into existence? I spun myself into existence. 
you know, it looked like to me the average African American is spinning itself right out of existence the way they act in the day. <laughs> but it just raises a question here. You listen to uh, a new African here. This is a, a brother M.D. Shahid and brother Yasin Shahid. We're waiting on Imam Muhammad Sadiq. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to make it tonight. He had said he's going to call on his show from Inside Looking Out, Black Muslim to Muslim American, 1956 to present. Imam Muhammad Sadiq has been giving us a very good insight look into the nature of Islam, its evolution, and, and, and its involvement and, and involving, pardon me, into what we now know as the Muslim American community here uh, in the Western world under the leadership of Dean Warren, Dean Muhammad. But, uh, yeah, see, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to see, can I uh, get uh, Imam uh, Muhammad Sadiq? Is he going to come in tonight or not? And then we'll take it from there and see what happens. So we're going to go to a break with all of this and audience to stay tuned. We're going to be right back in just a, just a little short minute to see where we can find Imam uh, Muhammad Sadiq. So stay tuned. San Antonio. We gave her a bath and we started rubbing her down with um, with the XLSO and she has had complete, complete moisture in her skin ever since. Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base SO has been scientifically developed for the management of eczema and psoriasis. For more information, go to xcel-n.com. My name is uh, Dr. Karen Holly, and I am the senior pastor at Lifeway Church and I'm also a psychological therapist. My grandson, Christian Turner, and he uses SO and he has eczema, and so it's just worked wonderfully for him. I've tried bump stop, I've tried all kind of stuff. <laughs> By my skin, you would never believe, uh, people don't believe anymore that I used to have hair bumps except my friends. It cleared it up. No more dry patches, even the, the patches that would come around. Nutraceuticals, all natural products. Call today at 1-800-977-3981.
I actually brought it for my daughters. They and my daughters really my their hair has gotten so much thicker, it's gotten longer and they feel it's like they had a ball like ball spots on the side of their head. But um ever since uh, we've been using it, they no more the hair has actually grown. Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base HGS has been scientifically developed for the control of eczema of the scalp and hair regrowth. For more information, go to www.xcel-n.com. Yes, hi. My name is Carmen. About a year ago, I had ordered three of the jars of the Excel HGS, and I'm here to tell you, Oh, it really, really worked. It stopped my hair from thinning out. My hair is just beautiful, and I'm just so very well pleased. Nutraceuticals, all natural products, call today at 1-800-977-3981. The new African broadcast is sponsored by XL Nutraceuticals. XL Nutraceuticals produces and manufactures all natural products that help promote clear skin and healthy hair growth. Visit XL Nutraceuticals at www.xcel-n.com or call 1-800-977-3981. And now, back to the new African broadcast. Assalamu alaikum. This is Alaykum the new African. Assalamu alaikum, email Sadiq. How are you doing? Fine, Brother Shaheed. Forgive me, man. <laughs> That's all right, Alhamdulillah. We just, we'll be talking about, uh, we picked up a little bit where you left off, and we were basically talking about business and maybe a uh, new direction for the community of Imam Wardi Muhammad here in in America. But uh, I had a little discussion going on with Brother uh, Yassin. Brother Yassin, I'm going to bring you now back into the host forum. I can get you to come in here. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Yassin. Yes, okay, brother Imam uh Sadiq. Yes, sir. You can, yes, you can pick off we can pick up where you you know, wanna when you left off uh last uh the last program. I know we were talking about there was some you had some concerns about the uh unexpected uh, un, uh I would say unexpected death of our leader, Imam Warfield Dean Muhammad when when he was from his trip back from Atlanta. And he also had some other concerns about, uh, I think you had mentioned, some of the current leadership and their uh, inability or refusal to step forward and possibly ask certain questions about some things that's going on and just take a more proactive uh, position, proactive uh, effort in in uh, getting the teachings of Imam Wardi Muhammad out and the correct teaching, teachings of al-Islam as taught by Prophet Muhammad out. So I'll, I'll let you pick it up from here. Well, with Allah's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, and we bear witness this but one God, Allah, and we bear bear witness that Muhammad is his servant and messenger. We greet all of our audience with the greetings of peace. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, what we were saying with with the, the, the death of Imam Waris Deen Muhammad, I just felt then and feel now that um, we have a obligation, and that obligation is to just ask all the possible questions that we can ask and get the best answers that we can get. And after that, there's nothing else we can do. However, to not ask any questions 
and not get any answers because we didn't ask any questions, to me, that's criminal. And um, I just feel that um, it's derelict for anybody to say that they were a follower of Imam Wadisadeen Muhammad and be satisfied <clears throat> with his passing and not ask the basic questions. And that's not to put any suspicion or anything on anybody, but anybody who would pass away, there needs to be some kind of inquiry, especially when it's sort of a shock like that. And for for those persons who call themselves the security around Imam Wadisadeen Muhammad, those persons who call themselves uh, close associates or, or or friends or or companions or whatever you want, and or for those persons to to have worked close with Imam Wadisadeen Muhammad, and I'm including including myself, but I mean I have not accepted. That that's the way we did, you know. That we we sh- we should not ask a question, but for these people to just accept that okay, well he passed away and that's it, and isn't and let's just go on. I I'm just I'm saying that the, we have an obligation first and foremost <clears throat> to exhaust every possible uh, way that's in front of us to talk to those people who were around him at the time of his passing. When I say around him, I'm talking about physically around him. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, physically. But there was his daughter was right there. And then there was security who came by and the different things like that. But uh to just accept this really superficial investigation done by the police force where they just asked a few questions and then just went on <clears throat> with uh, life just like this is an everyday occurrence to me is is totally criminal and derelict and unacceptable and and I'm still on the same page that we should not have proceeded forward in anything in anything until we had exhausted every possible uh, opportunity or every possible uh, situation that would allow us to get an answer as to what were the circumstances surrounding <clears throat> Imam Warthi Muhammad's death. There's just too many, it's just a big vacuum there as far as I'm concerned, you know, for him to have passed away and so much time to have gone by from the time that he was last spoken to and to, and for his daughter to be in the house there with him and not, um, <clears throat> you know, have any better answers than what we have gotten. Now, maybe, I'm not saying that's the answers that she gave. That's the answers that we've gotten through second or third people's sources. But... Um, I've never had a chance from that day to this day to see her or talk to her. And if I ever get a chance, I'm going to ask her, you know. But uh, she basically, according to my understanding, returned to her home in Arkansas and has been down there ever since. 
but there's there's just too many questions that I have. Even if she can say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. At least I've asked, and at least she's answered, and at least we've done all we can possibly do. But to just, <clears throat> you know, walk away with uh, the fact that she saw him on Sunday night and then uh, with my daughter calling and calling and calling, trying to reach her husband, and uh, unsuccessfully being unsuccessful in, in getting any response from her or any kind of acceptable response, and then finally for Tuesday, Tuesday morning, for her to respond and say he has passed away, it it it, it doesn't compute for me. And I'll never rest comfortably on that. I don't care how many people, and and this is not to try to put blame or or suspicion or anything on anybody. It's just it just there's too many unanswered questions for me that at least would like to ask, and maybe they've already been asked but haven't been reported. But Imam Warthi mm-hmm. Muhammad belonged to a community. He. He was he was certainly he was a family man, he was an individual. <clears throat> but um he belonged to a community. And he himself, he said out of his mouth, he said, Anything happened if anything ever happened to me he said leaders, leaders of governments and countries, you know, would not rest until they uh uh got the answers about how and what the circumstances were surrounding his his situation. So here we are. That this is—we're not leaders of countries, but we certainly are concerned with the way this was handled. And uh, I know we're at least um, almost going on, going on eight years later. But uh, it's better to be late than not to be there at all. And I'm saying so. We're we're still concerned. That's do, do, do you uh are you aware of any uh, individuals or organizations or groups outside of the uh Muslim American community that have raised questions about the uh passing of email or or D Muhammad? No, no, not that I am aware of. No. See, that's another thing that that uh, that happened after his passing, um, this the move of of uh, his son Wallace to just just tie everything up and 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 uh, direct everything under his total control. So whatever uh, inquiries were made or communications that were made, they would have gone to. Uh, uh, Wallace, because he 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 redirected all communications and and resources and everything else to to himself. And so, if there was any inquiries or anything of that nature, he would be the one that would know it. And certainly, he has not shared anything like that with with the community. And um, so, so we're. We're we're um, basically, you know, basically put in check by uh, the 
moves that were made after the passing of the Imam. You know, um, where all of his everything about that surrounded him, you know, was was usurped and taken over by uh, by Wallace. You know, and I want to go back. I want to go back to this question. You you, well, I have a question. And you you made a statement, but I want to go back to it in a formal question and get your comments. It don't have to be long comments because I think you've done a fairly good job on it already in previous discussions. But uh, I know you said your daughter had called up there a few times. I'm not sure how many times trying to get in contact with Imam Wardi Muhammad. And if I understand it's right, the daughter kept saying he was asleep, and then she finally said, "Well, maybe he went out of town." Uh, my question is. Did anyone ever say, hey, you know what, why don't you go knock on the door? Or well, why could you knock on the door? Well, uh, she asked <clears throat> she asked uh, Yusuf and uh, Rafa to go knock on the door. She called them, and and they did. And when they did, they were given basically the same kind of information that uh, she was given. You know, and Yusuf and Rafa at the time were his go-to guys in terms of um, the on the, the the Johnny's on the spot. You know, the people who were right there and would would more or less take him wherever he had to go, or drop him off at the airport, or pick him up when he came in town. That that was their work, and, and uh, so she called them and asked them to do just that, and they did that. And they were basically given the same kind of information that she was given, you know. Well, what I'm and saying so when, when, that's when, where it was left. Yeah, but <laughs> and, when they talked to the when it, when you guys talked to the daughter while she was there, while you said in Atlanta, why didn't she go and knock on the door? Oh, you mean why did Khadija ask her to knock on the door? Okay, Khadija and she she to, and she refused to knock on the door. She kept saying that well, Daddy was asleep. So basically, asleep. she refused to knock on the door. And she was she basically that's, that was that's basically what it appeared. You know, Khadija said, well, "Just tap on the door, DJ. Tap tap on the door. You know, because this is an emergency. It's an emergency." And uh, but uh, to the best of my understanding, she did not do that, or or refused to do that. So. You know, that's that's why I'm saying we need to convene, sit down, and refresh and talk about that whole situation. Without This is not casting any kind of blame or anything on anybody, but this is just to try to understand what happened to the world's greatest human being, as far as I'm concerned. There's not been a human being in the 20th, all, all the way up since the time of the prophet, with more importance than even what has been Muhammad. His life is more important than any human being, I believe, since the time of the Prophet. I don't believe there's another human being on, that came on the scene that, that, that was more important to society, to humanity, than even what has been Muhammad. And, you know, and that's that's what bothers me. And, I, you know, I did everything I can because it's really an effort that, you know, diplomatically, it's really an effort that, that, that we should collectively work on or try to achieve. But uh, these same, all these people who claim to, to 
said, no to eat, ma'am, and oh, we were close, and we walked together, and I did this, and he told me, he said this to me, and I told him this, and then he told me so-and-so. Well, if if that's true, then why do you have so little, such, such little interest in 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 this this phase of of his life, why why do you have such little interest? And so I mean I've I've tried, and then even beyond that, after we move past that, even in our in our uh, move forward towards trying to uh, uh, move the community forward, it, we're moving forward with our own ideas as to what we should do, instead of at least trying to complete or fulfill or finish or what he had started and try to <clears throat> uh, at least move in the direction he had us moving in, such as CPC, Group Volume Buy, uh, Salam Nutrition, and and the investors who had put their money into these uh, collective purchasing efforts and and trying to uh, trying to make whole the uh, people who did trust Imam Muhammad instead of leaving them hanging out there because see it's almost like a sabotage to me I'm I'm looking at it like like are you people sincere about this because I mean how can you tell me on one hand you want to see this community grow and develop and on the other hand you want to leave the people who who heard his appeal to help and step forward and put their money up, large sums of money up, and then we leave them in the lurch, we leave them hanging, we leave them uh, insecure, we leave them abandoned. To me, that's not, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's almost like you, someone's saying they they don't ever want to see this community go forward, because the only thing we need <clears throat> for progress, and this is the same thing anybody would need, is trust. Trust. That's the that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest uh, uh, commodity, if, if I can put it that way, that we need to go forward. Trust. Once you have trust, so he, and this this is the great attribute that Imam Muhammad established, and that's why he was so successful because the people, the community, those who who uh, whose lives touched his and his lives his his life touched theirs, he was able to garner from them trust. They they trusted him, and he was a trustworthy person. He was sincere. He was genuine. He was not about to hurt them. In any kind of way, intentionally or unintentionally, and I'm saying, and then to come behind him with uh, with this kind of liability and ignore it and act like, well, we don't have to even look at it, we don't even have to address it, we don't have to talk about it, we don't have to try and make these people whole. Well, you've left a lot of bad feelings among some of the best people because. It was some of the best people, some of the most trusting and loving and kind people who put their monies up like that. Then to leave them hanging out there and act like you don't even care and no one is inquiring as to what we do next. And here there is properties 
it was properties, real estate properties, and uh, that just needs to be in an accounting of this this effort and a follow, following through on what was being done by the imam at the time. So, okay, brother imam, imam, who who you say the leadership? You raise a lot of questions here, and um, and I like to ask you who or what is the leadership of a current Muslim community that was established by Imam Muhammad? I mean, what I mean, who actually? What is the leadership? I mean, is it a a group of people? Is it a company? And 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 who has? Or who have the final say? I mean, how how is it actually being run to the best of your knowledge right now? We have all these Muslims. Everybody say we the leadership of Imam Muhammad, the community of Imam Wardi Muhammad. You have Imams all over the country. You have different masajids. But what is actually the leadership, or is there any leadership? I would I would put it this way. There's no. There, there's no real genuine leadership. There's, there's, there's uh, partial leadership. If, for example, um, Wallace Muhammad II, because of his name being Wallace Muhammad, and because of his uh, being uh, refusing to recognize and honor the direction his father was previously going before he passed away in terms of the mosque cares is concerned, he is now capable of of uh, lording over a very small group of people, but it it's it's uh it was done in such a way that uh, many of the faithful people in faithful contacts that Imam Wadisuddin Muhammad established with his good name have been pulled in to be supporters of his on the by on on virtue on the virtue of uh, of him being named after his father and the fact that he is uh, the leader the so called uh, leader of the mosque cares and so. So now, so here Wallace is now running the mosque cares, which was the office is really the mosque cares was really the ministry of Imam W D Muhammad. The ministry of W D Muhammad does not continue on after Imam Muhammad is gone because there's no more ministry. Now you you could come up, he could dissolve that and come back with something else, but see. Symbolically, it won't have the effect that he needs to have to hold on to the few little uh, people that he that he's able to reach and to hoodwink those those persons on the outside into believing that he is in fact the heir apparent of the whole program of Imam Wardi Muhammad. If he if he approaches uh, his leadership outside of the context of the ministry of Imam W D Muhammad. So he holds on to that 501c3 as a Trojan horse type situation to keep control and mastery over the uh, naive, <laughs> uh, 
blind, some somewhat blind, somewhat uh, unsophisticated, somewhat uh, just just. And maybe some somewhat wicked, so a few people with some wicked control ideas, but he, they, they gather these people in these various uh, uh, circumstances these people find themselves under, and and then run this this show. But I I, I was just looking at their first Sunday, so-called first Sunday program, and. Uh, I didn't see in the audience. Uh, with the, I'm just looking at the pictures that they took pictures. I didn't see 20 people. You know, I didn't see 20 people. And um, you know, so he's he has to be struggling with that that effort. And because the support seems to be waning, even with the conventions and everything else, and and he only gets. Uh, support maybe for the convention, for the Savior's Day, and things like that. And these are these are sort of sympathetic and emotional uh, uh, concerns where people come out thinking that this is the community convention, not the way he runs it. That's not that's not uh, our convention. That's a convention that Wallace has, and the Savior's Day that Wallace has. So anyhow, all I'm saying is the our whole community effort has been weakened just by virtue of the fact that we never we have not followed through properly to secure the achievements that were made under the leadership of Imam Wadasuddin Muhammad and as a result of that you know we're, we're the consequences are like situations like we're, we're in an environment and a climate in America where we really need to have uh close association with one another and uh you you pick up the paper and you see this message say we this we uh uh condemn the uh the killings of so and so and another imam from another community that we condemn where there should be in my opinion a collective effort made on behalf of this community and one voice speaking out on that kind of situation that would represent all of us, that we would agree would represent all of us. But because of this uh, fragmented, divided start that we had, now that we're in a uh, situation where it is imperative and that we that we uh, speak with one voice, there's no way we can do it, you know, Short of um, you know going back and, and cleaning up some of the big mistakes that we made and trying to move forward in a in an intelligent way, so you know this is this is it's rough, it's rough especially you know and then I'm 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 looking at um, others who are moving forward looking like shining stars, but they don't have the key for what our people need. We have we have the key, and but for us to continue. Just being satisfied preaching to one another and saying that we're witty men, worthy Muhammad, and giving outstanding kutbahs and putting a high gloss on our own uh, community membership, that doesn't make sense. We have a big responsibility and a big field out in the world to reach out to. I was at a meeting today, 
and the sister asked me a question. It was a legitimate question. It's a, a beautiful sister and sincere question. But hey, man, why do you continue to go on the Hannity show when, when they don't show you no respect or nothing like that and you don't even get a chance to say nothing? I just don't understand why you continue to go on. I continue to go on because <clears throat> I keep looking for an opportunity to find a way to maybe say something. Now, she's right now. There's no great respect there, and there's no great opportunity there in its present format, the way it comes, the way it's been handled. But if I can get one word in to two or three million people, it beats getting no word in to, to, uh, to the, the little handful of people that we, we uh, see at our little messages and centers around the country. And I told her, I said, hey, look, at, on the Hannity show, you speak to more people in one night than we speak to in 10 years, with, uh, what our whole community speaks to in 10 years. So I'm saying <clears throat> it's worth, it's worth uh, going through that to try to find a way that will reach the, uh, our people and reach the world because our mission is beyond just African-American people. Just beyond, and it's beyond, and we have to look at the prophet, peace be unto him. Like I told her, I said, "Hey, look, the prophet, <clears throat> they threw, threw uh, the, uh, you know, stones at the prophet, threw some of the insides of the animals after slaughtering animals at the prophet. They, uh, they even they like they said he could hear the blood in his sandals. And then when he tried to go on Hodge, you know, they." Uh, <clears throat> Uh, he got all the way there after walking, <laughs> equivalent to 200 some miles, and getting all the way there. And they turned him around and said, "Next time, come back next year." You know. So right. this is the way the prophet was treated. Now, why should we expect to be treated any different or any better, knowing this is what he went through? But anyhow, my point in, in bringing that up is to simply say that we have to find ways in this world, as the prophet had to find ways in his time with all of the negatives that you had to plow, you, plow through to reach the people. And this is what we're trying to do. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying our community at this point is divided because of the lack of uh, a proper response at the passing of Imam Warthi Muhammad. And until we reconcile and rectify that, we're not going anywhere, I don't believe. Not fast. You brought up a real good uh, scenario there with the Sister, you say you was at the meeting and she asked you why you continue to go to go on the Hannity show, even though uh, they don't show you no respect, you don't hardly get a chance to speak. And when you said it, I thought about it. You know, I, I, it really didn't bring on, it didn't turn a light bulb above on, but I, it did cause me to reflect back. And essentially, you know, for the most part, uh, many of our African American Brothers who have accepted Islam, with all these teachings from the Imam Wardi Muhammad and all of the, the knowledge and wisdom that we say we have, and some of us say we even understand the language of Imam Muhammad better than others, that she didn't even see, she was not even mentally conscious that she was basically saying, until the white man give you uh, validate you as being important, 
ain't no need you going on there, brother, because you really ain't nobody. That's the same thing. Yeah, that's what she's thinking think about. It. That's the same thing. If I come to look, based on the understanding that I have now, uh, brothers and sisters, I think that this can help the whole African-American community. Well, brother, why should we put you on TV? And why should we put you? They're not going to listen to you. See, she won't even, she didn't even give you an opportunity to even think about what you might have to say. Didn't even think about your many, many years of experience in the uh, religion of Al-Islam, your, your many years' experience working with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Imam Wardine Muhammad, all things she was concerned about, you know, whether or not you've been validated or not. And then you said she ain't been validated. You know, ain't no need you going on there. So, I mean, but you see, that's one of the problems that I think we have. You know, we, we think we, we, we got it, and many of us, we missed it. I think we missed it. And that's it. and I think that's what you're, you're observing, and I and I think that's what you're saying uh, in in your final analysis. But I like to ask you, uh, you you brought up the leadership. You, you know, you, you talked about Wallace, brother Wallace. What about the imam, the leadership of the imams in our community? I, I mean, do you see are they constantly or, or consciously working on? Uh, I guess programs or working on agenda uh, or, or some type of vehicle that could uh, help move uh, not only the Muslim community into a better consciousness of Islam and email Wardi Muhammad, what he's expected for us to do, but also something that could also include the African-American people in general and just the, just the image of Muslims and al-Islam Period. Well, first of all, we have some very, um, very uh, successfully accomplished imams in our community, and um, many of them are highly respected and very charismatic and very, very learned. Some of them have learned Arabic very well. Some of them uh, have learned even what Imam Wati Muhammad's uh, tafsirs, as they say, or his, his teachings and the things that he has shared with us. So we have a lot of talented brothers who uh, are, are well capable of um, of help advancing this community forward. However, for some reason, with those attributes that I've named, um, we still don't seem to be capable of moving forward and 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 the thing that bothers me is the audience, and this is what why my book, you know, that I have written this book. I I I have made no effort whatsoever to sell my book to the Muslim community. I mean, at the, I've given it. I mean, I've sold it to the Muslim community for those who ask me. But I'm I'm reach, I'm looking at Imam Muhammad has told us to see ourselves as American citizens. And so I'm looking at everything I do with Email Waters to Dean Muhammad. Basically, I'm looking to publish information to help the greater community of uncommitted people who 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 uh, was, who see the teachings of Email Waters Muhammad as a breath of fresh air. I'm reaching for them, for their minds and their hearts and their souls, 
and any any uh, current members of this community, if they want to get on board, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. And, and going back to that 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 you know uh, the, the type of treatment, we can't afford to be proud over nothing. That's another point I want to make. We can't be proud over nothing. In other words, <clears throat> I'm not. Hannity doesn't see me as his equal. He doesn't see none of us as equal. Now I get, I can, uh, you know, sort of shrug my shoulders. I can sort of, you know, well, wait a minute, you got to treat me better than this. Well, I would love to be treated respectfully, but the prophet one wasn't. I mean, how could I expect to be given a certain type of uh, respect when the prophet himself didn't even receive that? And Imam Muhammad told us, any of us who uh, are in the, uh, uh, following the path of Islam in this day should should realize that we're going to get a little taste of everything that the Prophet went through. We're going to get a little taste of it today, you know. And so, if we see the Prophet himself disrespected, and the believers of, of Prophet Muhammad peace be unto them being disrespected and not given any any uh, great respect, why should I expect that? And why should I, I allow my feelings to get hurt? Because <clears throat> I don't get a chance to demonstrate the intelligent dispositions that I do have if given a chance. But I can't allow. In fact, it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I can, except for the fact that I, I, I do want to get a chance to say a, a, a constructive word. But, but even the, the neglect of me. For the conscious people who see a show, and I'm just sort of going back to that, for the conscious people who see a show and see me being mistreated, then that and that tells them something. As long as I keep my dignity and my and my respect and 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 try to do what's right, and I'm cast aside, then my casting aside is a is a plus two, because mm-hmm. the, for for the people who have a heart. For the people who have the sensitivity, for the people who are conscious of what's right and of what's wrong, to see me there and to watch that I've been very respectful to the host, and the host has just roughed me up and roughed me off and and done all that, then I gather I still make headway with sympathy. Not that I'm looking for sympathy, but I'm saying, but sympathy. Because people will will identify with a person who has come trying to do a conscious word at work and has has been neglected. Now, now let me let me share something else with you that that no one has said, but I'm going to say it. Nowhere in the in the discussion in the dialogue about Islam. Had there ever been anybody who stood up and said anything about radical Islam and the use of tying Islam, the name Islam, to 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 to, to radicalism and things like that, until I did it? You can go back and trace trace the whole history of it. It began on the Hannity show. There wasn't any effort to try and nail. The Muslims down, or nail, nail anyone down to that those terminology. Hannity tried it with me, and I 
was the pioneer on that. You can't find one, not, not President Obama or anyone else. I forged that way because mm-hmm. Hannity tried every way he knew, and, and, and I refused. I kept saying, no, you can't put the two together. And he did everything he could possibly humanly do, and you can go back and take a look at those shows, and you see him trying and wrestling with me, trying to get me to, and I refused to accept that terminology. And then from there came uh, the 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 uh, popular position that President Obama took, Hillary Clinton took, and others have taken, and all that. But go back and see who pioneered that effort and who caught on to that, because others were coming on, and that terminology just was used. He had this Muslim brother called Dr. Jasser, who would who would come on. And he would talk to Dr. Jasser, and they would use, he would throw those jihadists and all all these uh, the, the lexicon of of the Western lexicon of what they think should be uh, uh, used to identify the Islamic struggle in the United States, and they would go right along with it just like it was ice cream and cake. And then he tried it on me, and I stopped him. Sure, I said, No, you can't put those two together. And he 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 thought I was just being arrogant, and he he I mean we had a knockdown dragout. On one or two shows, he kept coming back to that same thing. Oh, why are you do, why are you so stubborn? Can't you see that this? And he kept pushing and pushing. I kept and I refused. Now, as a result of that, that has become just a natural approach out there. But not a single Muslim, not a single imam, not a single guest had come on the Hannity show and took took him to task about that before I did it. And you can go back and trace the history of the Hannity show, and you'll see it it wasn't done nowhere, not only on the Hannity show, but anywhere, anywhere. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even an issue. So so, so the the person who who asked the question, I mean, they are very beautiful people. I know that I've known the sister for years, and she's very beautiful sister. Very, she's she's a friend of, of the family, a friend of the. She's a Muslim, dedicated Muslim. But but I'm saying, but she doesn't realize. <clears throat> you have to patiently wait until you can get an opportunity, and and it's just so important to have somebody in a position to be able to plug up a hole where if you didn't have that person there. The hole would be left open, and 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 the water would flow through, and the people would drown. So I'm saying, so I'm 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 quite content with having an opportunity, and trying to take the opportunity and advance it even further if possible. But I'm not uh, going to just walk away because of pride, because I'm you know they they don't treat me in the kind of respect that I would prefer to be treated. In time, Almighty God Allah will make a way if there's going to be a way to be made. Yes, sir. You're listening to Imam Muhammad Sadiq, longtime practicing Muslim here in the United States of America. Imam Muhammad Sadiq, a very unique individual, many years of experience with the Muslim movement, the what I even call the freedom movement here in the Western Hemisphere. Imam Muhammad Sadiq has been practicing Islam in America for over 60 years. And in fact, Imam Muhammad Sadiq even uh, uh, told us that he actually had been exposed to some of the fundamental teachings of al-Islam as, I guess, just a five-year-old, just, you know, almost for school. So Imam Muhammad Sadiq, we're here on this program here from Inside Looking Out, Black Muslim and Muslim American. 
1956 to present. If you have any questions now, you can call in at 646-668-8368. That's 646-668-8368. Once you get into the show, you can press 1 on your phone, and that will let me know that you have a question, and then I'll bring you into the queue. Imam Muhammad Sadiq, before we go to a break here, I want you to, to again kind of pick up on the uh, the leadership, the current leadership, or what we could we consider as a leadership here in the Muslim American community that's claiming to follow uh, Imam Wardi Muhammad, at least his teachings, his tafsir. Um, and I know you said that many of them are basically, I guess, acting individually, uh, pretty much just. Uh, you know, going giving their own lectures for their particular masjid, not really communicating with each other. Uh, I know one time you said it mentioned a lot of them have more vested interest in selling their own personal tapes. Uh, just kind of talk about that for maybe uh, maybe ten minutes, and then you know, and in your own, uh, I guess, summation. You know, what can we do, or what should be done, or what can, or what is keeping all these individual leaders? from actually getting together and, you know, trying to uh, come to some type of uniform uh, plan or some sort of uniform vehicle for future progress. Because I've heard some imams say off the record that, you know, Imam Muhammad was my leader. I'm not going to nobody else's leadership anymore. I, you know, I'm, 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 you know I, I can lead my own self. I mean, what, what's your input on that? Well, well, first of all, as you, as, as I said, and you, you have, uh, in a synopsis form, said the same, that uh, you know we have these very talented imams, and uh, but despite their talent and their 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 uh, skills and uh, learning how to speak Arabic and everything like that, they, you know, we we we're we're so busy putting a high gloss on the Muslim community. Our effort needs to be, our energies need to be turned not on the Muslim community, but outward towards the greater community. And if the, if we don't do anything, we need to find a way to communicate our 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 uh, insights and understanding of this religion to the greater world. I believe that in itself is a solution to the misunderstanding that is going on in our world today. Like right now, we have a big vacuum out there, and uh, and the vacuum is that the people don't understand the teaching of Islam, and and then we have uh, uh, an effort coming about as a result of the problem. We have the communities, the the immigrant communities are stepping up to the plate because they have the resources to do so, and they they are they want they want to be they want to call everyone together under their umbrella to go forward and speak to the American public. Well, I don't buy that. I, I'm not comfortable with that because I'm not comfortable with them being the spokesperson for what we have done. And 
like there's a saying that if, if I come to your house and it's prayer time, and I'm an imam, and you're 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 just you're not an imam, you're just a member of the community, and it's prayer time, you lead the prayer, no matter what I am, because it's your house, and the prayer should be led by you, no matter how many imams I am out in the greater world. So I'm saying these brothers and sisters have come to America, and just the fact that they uh, don't show the proper respect for this community. And even their their approaches, just like I was looking at one brother from the, a group, I won't call the name of the group, but he, he the president reached out and said, you know, the Muslims need to come together and do A, B, C, and D, you know. So he automatically, he gets on the, um, on the uh, Internet and is reaching out all over the country for people to come on and join his effort to talk to folks over the president said, well, what's wrong with trying to do it in stages? First of all, uh, Imam Warthi Muhammad woke us up to the need to do this over 20 years ago. But when he woke us up to this need, when he woke us up, when he started off, in fact, 40 years ago, when he picked up that flag and said, I'll carry the flag. I'll carry the flag. And told us we need to have patriotism day and we need to uh, reach out for our our Christian brothers and sisters and get away from this calling the Christians kafirs and all that kind of stuff. Because that's not right. That's not Islam. That's not, we don't believe like that. So anyhow, but they they were they went they went uh Death on us on that kind of thing, and when we were doing interfaith, interacting with the Christians, they 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 acted like uh, we we had the plague. So now all of a sudden now there's we're 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 in an emergency situation, and now they see a need to do this, but again they don't they they didn't trust the vision of Imam Muhammad when he was trying to call us all together to do what was necessary to develop a healthy relationship with our Christian brothers and sisters in America. Now, a crisis has come, and they want to step up to the plate and call us all together. Well, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with it because I don't like their approach. And uh, I don't, I don't know, well, I don't know enough about them <laughs> because uh, you know they, 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 they don't give me the comfort level that I, that I'm just gonna step up and just allow myself to just be uh, Joe Nobody signing up with their leadership when I don't know what their leadership is, where it's going, and what it represents. So that's a sad dilemma that we have right now. And until mm-hmm. unless they're ready to to come together with us all as equals, and then we will uh, decide uh, collectively how we can uh, get a voice to represent this cause. Fine, but uh, but to just allow them to step into the you know because of the so-called crisis nature, we're gonna just 
sign on with them when I don't know who they are. They, they're immigrants. Mm. I don't know what they came from over across the sea. I don't know who they're associated with, who they're tied to. And we can very well, in our effort to try and solve a problem, we can create a problem bigger than the one we have already. Because would mm-hmm. it be something if we sign on and then uh, we're moving along and we got this so-called spokesperson speaking for us, and then a little, a little, uh, and see, these, these people in this government, they'll dig a little on you. And they may begin to dig, and then they may find out that, hey, wait a minute now, this guy has connections and ties to X, Y, and Z. And now here we have, we've muddied, the, muddied our good name in an effort to, 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 by just jumping on board or something that we don't know anything about. So now I'm not going to just dance into that uh, uh, ballroom. I have to know a little more about it. And see, this is where we are right now. And and at least I would be comfortable in coming together with the various sections of the country of people who have identified with an association with Imam Warasuddin Muhammad because we have a track record and a history with them. But again, you know, if we're going to do that, I think uh, we have... Uh, a, a, a good structure to, to do it with but the one thing again uh, you know the so called Moscare's leadership that to me is a phony leadership I can't follow that because that doesn't represent anything you know and you know it would be different if, if if the leader of the Moscare's had something going for him other than a name that sounds like Iman Warthi Muhammad's name but he doesn't have anything going for him. Number one, he had every opportunity in the world <clears throat> to learn from his father, and he chose not to. He was he, he was a fringe dweller the whole time his father was alive. He stayed on the fringes of, of the religion, and he was just sort of like a little little businessman running back and forth. And so, okay, that's fine if you're a businessman. I, I'm not knocking you, but you can't just because you are the son of Wallace Muhammad of Imam Warasuddin Muhammad just step up and be the leader. You have to have something in between those two ears and something in your heart and something in, in terms of history where we can feel comfortable and you being a spokesperson for them. you got to be able to speak. So I'm saying I'm not comfortable in following that kind of leadership in this time. I don't care how bad things get. We have too many. We have a lot of, of, of talented spokespersons or persons who could qualify to be a spokesperson who I could be comfortable with. But I'm saying, I'm trying to show you over and over and over how our uh, lackadaisical approach to to our responsibility has put us in a dilemma that didn't have to be. And it all started right at the passing of Imam Muhammad, and we all but begged them to let's come together, let's sit down, let's, let's Let's start from square A, going forward, square one, uh, talking about what Iman Washington Muhammad wanted for us. And if we would have done that, fine, we could be moving along and, and, and still we can correct it. We could correct it even with the uh, sectional imams. I would be comfortable with uh, Imam um, Bashir Ali, uh, who is the convener of the of the. Uh, E, uh, sectional imams or uh, Mubashir, people like that. I'd be comfortable with them. 
you know. But I'm simply saying these are the things we've got to do now, but to just out of out of crisis in crisis mode and jump and and, and line up behind some immigrant who I don't know who he is from a hill of beans, and and he thinks that he should be the leader because he stands with some fine, some big money 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 movers in the country. He doesn't get my support. He doesn't get my support. I mean, I'm not against him, but I'm not going to let him be the spokesperson for me when I don't know what his history is and what he represents. Because while we had time to get acquainted with one another, he chose to walk on the on the uh, uh, the side with the with the affluent, and that's fine. He, he chose to walk in a, in a separate pathway than what we're about, and he has never ventured into our. Uh, uh, Efforts and programs and community efforts. So um, we have a little problem there. I have a little problem. Do you there. do you see outside of Wallace Muhammad II? Do you see uh, any other efforts where the uh, Muslim American leadership? And when I, I use that term loosely here, brother Imam Sadiq, but uh, do you see where a significant amount? amount of the imams across the country are moving toward a situation maybe where they are willing to let a immigrant Muslim, you know, come on in the fold and be some type of spokesman is it's or do you see there's a there's a general resistance across the nation? Yes, I, I see I I do see that. Um you know, I see. I, you know, I, I I see some people getting ground up in. Uh, well, don't don't get me get started. I, I was going to speak on something that I, one brother spoke. I saw he had a very beautiful interview, and he's a very beautiful brother. But I disagree with the the approach when you separate yourself out uh, from. From this community, Imam Muhammad. We we the whole time Imam Muhammad was here, we were all masjids and centers. Just that's it. No mm-hmm. special masjid, no nation's capital masjid. And and like I I love my brother and have great respect for my brother in Washington D.C. But I really think he makes a mistake in separating himself out under the t- t- title of nation, the nation's mosque, the nation's masjid. I, I don't like that. That, that terminology, I don't like. When was be, this ter- when was this terminology presented? It, let me just tell you when it wasn't presented, and that's that's why I don't like it. It wasn't presented while Imam Warsi Muhammad was alive and well. Okay? okay, it was never presented when he was alive and well, and it wasn't presented until after he was gone. And I'm simply saying, if it if certainly Imam Muhammad knew more about it than anybody else, but he never ever picked up and tried to distinguish uh any masjid from 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 the other masjid. When you say that, see it sends one message it might send one message to 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 uh to you, but it sends another message to to um to the uh non membership of our community. The mes- the message it sends to the non membership of our community is that this is a special this is the the nation's masjid. Okay, this is a special message. This is this is something that is unique. And no, 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 no. 
that's that we don't we we don't go that way in Islam. And we don't go that way in, in Islam. We're, it, when we go on Hajj, we all put on the same white white two pieces of cloth, okay? And mm-hmm. and that's the cure, the temptation to set yourself out as something special, something different. That's to take away your royal garments and take away your your uh, your your wealth or your riches and, and and to make you all one family in the spirit in the way of Allah, and that's what Al Islam is addressing. And then to but to step out there and to um, fall into that trap and setting yourself apart. And I, I and I don't think it's the spirit. First of all, I know the brother who who is the Imam down there, and he you couldn't find a, a finer brother than Imam Talib. Couldn't find a finer brother, but I disagree with that that idea. I disagree with that idea. That's an idea that 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 you set in the stage to undermine your own efforts. Just be you're another message. I mean, if you can tell the history of of, of the of of uh, of, uh, of Washington D.C. without that, you know, and and to say you you're the first. Uh, uh, Building that's a brick and mortar thing. That that's not a masjid. You know, when you talk about we're the first masjid in the city of Washington D.C. and all like that, that's brick and mortar. That's brick and mortar. That doesn't make it a masjid. See, you you put yourself into a into a trick bag when you when you start identifying when you when when you were able to get brick and mortar together and 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 put some lights inside of there and call yourself a, a masjid. The masjid was established. Masjid was established when people said La ilaha illallah Muhammad and Rasulullah, whoever they are and whoever they were. But okay, now there's nothing wrong <clears throat> with having in your history for anybody who wants to read the history of when your building and everything was was uh, uh, was was uh, born. But you ever watch that that British program called Keeping Up Appearances? Mm-hmm. Well, anyhow, on the program Keeping Up Appearances, there's uh, there's uh, the, the 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 lady who is the star of the show. You know, she's always you know, and this is my sister, and she's the one with the Mercedes Benz and the pool, and uh, of course she has servants and everything, and uh, uh, we're going to go over and have lunch with her today. And it's always, uh, you know, bragging about material achievements. And that's where the program is is, is 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 a satire on 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 arrogance and 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 a quest to be seen and known in the with the movers and the shakers. Don't get into that. And I think they may you make a big mistake. Let your let your work testify to you. Let your good work testify to you. Don't 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 keep trying to tell the people we're the nation's mass. We're the nation's monsters. Then, then that makes all. Well, who are the rest of us then? Who, who, who are the, who are the brothers in Yucca Gulch? Who are the people down in Mississippi? Who are the people in Hattiesburg? Who are the people in in the little far uh, uh, suburbs of Pennsylvania somewhere? Who are they? Nobody's. So no, don't do that. Don't fall victim to that. You know, I one brother told me, oh, he heard it. He thought the show was good. The show was good, but but don't. Don't get locked into that. I don't care what. 
Don't try. Don't set yourself apart from the rest of the group. Be one with your brothers and sisters, and let the distinguishing factor be your righteousness. Let your righteousness shine above everybody else. But the, but every time someone knocks on your door, and you're gonna tell them about uh, some 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 egotistical idea of of what you did first and before before anyone else. Somebody was before you. And so well, there's never no end to that. There's nothing wrong with having a history. There's nothing wrong with documenting the history. But that's not the way we should introduce ourselves every time we have an interview or, or talk with the greater public because that's how they think. We don't think like that as Muslims. Our focus is on the good deeds, the good work, the sincerity. And that's where we need to put our con- conscious effort at. So I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yes, go sir. Ahead. I, no, I, yes, sir. I, I got it. You listen to Email Muhammad Sadiq from Inside Looking Out, Black Muslim to Muslim American, 1956 to present. Email Muhammad Sadiq, we're going to take another break. We're not, it's not a long break. We're going to come back. If you have any questions, hold them. Uh, you can call in at 646-668-8368. At 646-668-8368. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is Donald San Antonio. We gave her a bath and we started rubbing her down with um, with the XLSO, and she has had complete, complete moisture in her skin ever since. Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base SO has been scientifically developed for the management of eczema and psoriasis. For more information, go to xcel-n.com. My name's uh, Dr. Karen Holly, and I am the senior pastor at Lifeway Church, and I'm also a psychological therapist. My grandson, Christian Turner, and he uses SO, and he has eczema, and so it's just worked wonderfully for him. Tried bump stop, I've tried all kind of stuff. <laughs> my, my skin 
you would never believe, uh, people don't believe anymore that I used to have hair bumps except my friends. It cleared it up. No more dry patches, even the, the patches that would come around. Juceuticals, all natural products, call today at 1-800-977-3981. I actually brought it for my daughters. They, and my daughters really, my their hair has gotten so much thicker, it's gotten longer, and they feel, it's like they had a ball, like ball spots on the side head but um ever since uh, we've been using it they no more the hair has actually grown excel nutraceuticals all natural base hgs has been scientifically developed for the control of eczema of the scalp and hair regrowth for more information go to www.excel-n.com yes hi my name is carmen about a year ago i had ordered three of the jars of the XL HGS and I'm here to tell you oh it really really worked it stopped my hair from thinning out my hair is just beautiful and I'm just so very well pleased Nutraceuticals all natural products call today at 1-800-977-3981 The New African Broadcast is sponsored by XL Nutraceuticals XL Nutraceuticals produces and manufactures all natural products that help promote clear skin and healthy hair growth. Visit XL Nutraceuticals at www.xcel-n.com or call 1-800-977-3981. And now, back to the new African broadcast. Okay, assalamu alaikum. This is a new African. I'm your host, M.V. Shaheed. I have on the line with me Imam Muhammad Sadiq. Imam Muhammad Sadiq has been a practicing Muslim for many, many, many years. He's been on this show. We've had a very interesting show here, ladies and gentlemen, for the last two weeks from inside looking out, black Muslim, Muslim American. Imam Muhammad Sadiq, I'm going to bring you back on the show. And in the last, uh, I guess, 20 minutes, Imam Muhammad Sadiq, uh, kind of sum up everything. I mean, what you said and 
some things that you know what was what is your outlook for the community of Imam Muhammad for the future? I mean, what what do you see we have to do, or, or where do you see us going, rather? And in order for us to get there, what are some of the things that we have to do? If any of our listeners want to ask Imam Muhammad Sadiq a question, that here's an opportunity: six four six 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 eight eight three six eight six four six 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 eight eight three six eight. Imam Muhammad Sadiq, Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum Assalam. Well, in my in my summary, I would say this, uh, Brother Shahid. I would say what we have to do if we're going to be successful. First thing we have to remember who it is we are associating with, and what was the spirit of this individual. What was the demeanor? What was the the way? He carried himself and conducted himself. What was his focus? Where was he trying to go? How was he trying to get there? And if we will <clears throat> take uh, an interest in that and go back to square one, go back to the very beginning and, and correct some of the uh, fools rush in kind of spirit that we had, and take our time and go forward, we can be successful. Just like the, the, the builder, the great builders, they labor long hours making sure the cornerstone is right. Why do they labor long hours to make sure the cornerstone is right? Because everything that you build from the point of the cornerstone being right will be will, will set on top of this cornerstone and if the if the cornerstone is off a fraction of an inch or whatever it is, your whole building will be off. So the big struggle, the big effort is to make sure that our our initial effort in trying to go forward with the with the guidance of Imam Waterfuddin Muhammad is to take our time and make sure that we're modeling this Community, community in spirit after him and in, in reality after him and make sure that we're moving in the direction with his sensitivities, with his vision, with his goal that he gave us. And, and, and uh, we're, we're, like, we're like children who received uh, a wonderful uh you know, pony for Christmas, or or a bicycle for Christmas, or um, some kind of motorcycle for Christmas. We want to show everyone the wonderful gift we have. Well, that's all right, but you know, let our good works testify to the gift we have. Let's let's take our good works into the society. Imam Muhammad gave us a, a, a very wise uh, parable. He was talking about the doctor in the black bag. He said, when the doctor arrives at your house, you know, it used to be the doctor would come in and he had that little black bag with him, just a little small bag. He said <clears throat> he only took out of that bag what was necessary for what he was dealing with right then. He he would take out a thermometer, maybe a, a a, a blood pressure cuff or something like that. Take your pressure, take your temperature, 
And then maybe two things. Nothing else came out of that bag. Or whatever he needed, he would reach in and take out of that bag. But he 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 he, he, he admonished us. He said, "Too many of us, we we want to we want to show off. We want to show off. We want to show how much we know, and how smart we are, and how 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 we have gathered all this knowledge. And we just want we just want to take we just want to empty the bag out and just take everything out of the bag. Well." That's not the way of a wise man. That's not the way of the wise. And so I'm saying we need to understand what tools we need for the initial work that we're doing, and we need to get busy doing it, and we need to get past some of these uh, some of these um, self-serving uh, positions that we have taken, and and make sure that we reach the masses through example, through living the teaching, and through uh, demonstrating our, our, our intellect in a practical and pragmatic way where the average person can pick up on it without you giving them a, a, a sermon every time you meet them. So I'm saying this is what we must do if we're going to go forward because we have a lot of work to do and we, we have the distance between our approach to propagating this work and the problems that we're witnessing in society. We have to be able to 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 style and 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 fashion what we have to fit the problem. And the problem in society is we, we're looking at our young people killing each other like seventy going east and west. We're looking at uh, uh marital homes being broken up we're looking up no we're looking at situations where there's no husbands for good Muslim sisters. Uh we're looking at the situation where we don't have independent education, which we need an independent education system within our community. And and the reason why all of these things are are like they are, in my opinion, is because we have refused to sit down with with with, with, with one another and and uh converse with one another and come together and humble ourselves with one another to one another and and come up with a practical pragmatic approach to getting our religion into the hearts and souls of these people and we can solve the problem of our society of our people and of the world if we would take our time and look at what the great treasure it is we have in our possession given to us by Imam Warthi Muhammad so that's what I. Why think. do you, why do you think we refuse to sit down with each other? Well, I think we 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 refuse to sit down, in my opinion, because we, you know, everyone wants to be the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 have to be willing to to accept that you can't always be the leader. And I'm thinking if we can get past that idea. Where I don't have to be the leader, uh, I can follow somebody else. I think we can we can make a lot of progress, but until we are, are able to accept uh, to to respect and follow leadership in our community and not look for them to be without spot or blemish or that they don't make any kind of mistake, because you're not going to find that. 
but we have good, uh, strong imams in this community. If we would just come together and be respectable to one another, we can go forward. Just like I was telling you how how we uh, I went to um, Philadelphia and uh, we had this imams meeting and we came seven imams right. Mm-hmm. Now here these here 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 these imams are making all of these comments. I mean, good comments from the Quran and from the teachings of Imam Harthi Muhammad. And, oh, no, 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 the Imam said, uh, this is the way you say that, and, and then the Arabic word means this, and and if you follow the Arabic word and you conjugated it, you come up with that, and, and this is how this means. And this is Now, that's all theoretical, right? Now comes the time when uh, we're going to talk about the intellectual properties of Imam Harthi Muhammad and the situation of his wife and his son and his family and the things that need to be done, do you know there wasn't there wasn't 10 imams in the room out of 70, almost close to 100, who were there, who had the respect enough to, 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 to make their presence known? So how can I now respect, how can I respect the Qasim Akhmas? And I'm going to call his name because he was there. Here Qasim gave all kinds of excellent Insights. I mean, I, I sat there was marveling. He, he he had Arabic words for this, and he was explaining how the Quran said this, and and then the Imam said this, and then one one time he was the Imam, the Imam had told him that. He went through all that, but when it came time, and I don't know, he his schedule could have very well been a conflict or something like that, and and I should not just single him out because there was others, but he was he was the 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 the, the, the mind, the, the bright light in the room. In terms of God, now you have to make you have to watch out when you single yourself out with 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 wise, intelligent, beautiful things. But now that puts a responsibility on you. It puts an obligation on you. Now people are now watching you, but they're not only watching what you say; they're watching what you do. And then to make all of those commentaries that were correct and on target and guidance and correction, pulling us back from this and that. And then when a forum was set up for discussing the intellectual properties of Imam Rasuddin Muhammad and the uh, uh, situation with his family and trying to correct that problem, which is at the root of all of our problems, they weren't nowhere to be found, none of them. Well, Bobby, man, no, brother, no point, no point intended here. I mean, I mean, so I don't want you to get the wrong uh, impression of how, how I'm thinking here, or you may get the impression what I'm about to say. But you know, there is a a bird in from South America, it's a certain type of parrot, and I mean, he he can say a lot of intelligent things <laughs> if he listens to you long enough. I mean, and if you didn't know his nature, or his nature of being able to listen and repeat, repeat words, you'd think he's a pretty smart bird, but actually he's one of the dumbest birds we know that exists. But he is smart enough to repeat everything that you say once he's heard it. So, again, no point intended. I'm just piggybacking on what you're saying there. Brother Yassine, we, we got about seven minutes left in the show. You got any closing questions or comments you want to make to Brother you know, Muhammad Sadiq, I'm putting you on the spot right now, brother. I guess brother, brother uh, Yassin, well, I guess he didn't fell off on his brother 
Amen. I didn't fall off. Um, I was doing something. I was really eating. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> tuning like, in. Be that hungry man, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm enjoying the show and I'm eating. <laughs> well, looky here, uh, brother Imam Sadiq. We got about five minutes here, five and a half minutes. Why don't you? Um, anything you want to say in closing? Uh, just, I know. Just, on, just finish that point that I left out because I don't want to leave it out. First of all, I have great respect for for the scholarly insights of the, of the brother who I did call our cousin. You know, I but do I'm too. just simply I saying. You know, you have to be cognizant of the fact that when you step up and you uh, make yourself known, you make yourself mm-hmm. known. You, you can you can very well uh, you can get more done if you live the attributes that you that you said. And I'm saying, now mm-hmm. I heard all the things that he said. He said some beautiful things, good things. But then when we're looking for him, we needed a mind. We needed uh, for him to weigh in because where where is this crown? All these insights that he had, he was A-W-O-L. He was away with our lead, missing in action, M-I-A. And I'm saying not only him but the others. All of that theoretical talk that they did all day long. And here at the foundation, it would be different if this was just an idle workshop. This is the, this is the, struggle that we're this is if, if we lose this if we lose control and access to the intellectual properties of Imam Wadat Dean Muhammad if his wife who he uh loved and honored is 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 thrown out of that court case as a loser and his son uh, uh I'm talking about the younger son Muhammad and they're left desolate and everything without any kind of response then we have hurt. That's our first goal, and we've lost all that. And no one found no interest in that. So I'm saying all these, all these philosophers who had all these wise things to say, then it's nothing but, uh, uh, you know, just plain uh, rhetoric. It's rhetoric because if you, they were sincere, if they were genuine, they would have been there. And if they couldn't have been there. They would have made some effort because they had already published themselves as being uh, a guide for all of us. They would have made some effort to, 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 to try and leave a message with the whole group so that no one would misunderstand their absence. But to show you, they just don't understand. They don't understand all of that wise talk that Cosm was doing whole this, that. And he was on target. He was not wrong. He was on target. He was. I, I said, now this is wonderful. We have this kind of intellect. We have this kind of insight. We have a brother who can see these things and has been around Imam Wati Muhammad enough to have the insights to, to guide us. And then when we come together on the key thing that could throw this community to the wolves or bring us into salvation, we, he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. But according to my understanding, he was still in in the general environment of of of, of the Philadelphia uh, masjid. So I'm saying, until we grow up and become a model in our action of what we say we believe, we're just whistling Dixie right now, like that bird that you talked about just a minute ago. But I'm going right. to take this moment to thank you for having me. 
And um, let's do this with this program. We want to reflect on everything we said, and we may come back and do one more program. Inshallah, yes, after we reflect on all that we said and see what loose ends we might have left open or what uh, possible thing we need to have said to, to put some clarity to some things that we might have left hanging out there. And then we'll come back and do that. And keep in mind, yes, I'm, not, I'm not knocking any of these people. I'm just merely making a comment on it. And I'm just hoping that they will hear it in a constructive way so that we can go forward. Thank you. Yes, uh, I want to thank you also, Emir Muhammad Sadiq, for coming on The New African and showing us your rich and illustrious history of the African-American Muslim movement here in America, as well as your keen insight to some of the problems that the African-American people and just the people of the United States in general are facing today, and also your your keen perception of the vision of Emir Muhammad's future for the Muslim-American community here in the United States of America. Again, you've been listening to Imam Muhammad Sadiq, a longtime member of the Muslim American movement here in the United States, over 60 years of practicing al-Islam in America, from inside looking out, black Muslim to Muslim American, 1956 to present. And also, Imam Muhammad Sadiq, I want to also thank you again for coming on the show. I hope Allah uh, bless you and your family and who good health and you'll continue to travel and travels, and hopefully you'll also have, one day you'll have your opportunity. Well, actually, you already have, because I saw some of the Hannity program, and I saw the program that you was talking about when you saw that particular episode when you kind of said Hannity correct uh, on al-Islam and, and Muslims. But hopefully, inshallah, you'll get another opportunity to uh, show the individuals and show Hannity and, and all, the, all the people who tune into that show essentially what Al-Islam is about and, and also what you're about. So, again, I want to give you the greeting, As-salamu alaykum. I want to also greet all our listening guests, As-salamu alaykum. I'm very glad you turned into the show. Uh, since there's no questions here, I'd like to also now let everyone know that do have a safe evening, do have a safe uh, uh, tomorrow, wake up with a good smile on your face, good perception, good attitude, peace and blessings from, uh, from Allah. Again, assalamu alaikum. This well, alaikum been... Thank you so very much. You've been a wonderful host, Brother Shaheed, and a beautiful Muslim brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam to all other guests. Have a nice evening. You have been listening to the New African Broadcast, a media program dedicated to the consciousness and the positive moral growth of the black youth of America. Thank you for giving us your attention and tune in to our next broadcast. Assalamu alaikum.